Welcome back to the Haircuts and Uppercuts podcast with me and Rob. Uh, first of all, if it's your first time listening to us, hit that subscribe button. And you can get us on Instagram at Haircuts and Uppercuts. Right, that's all the boring admin shit out of the way. We're recording this on Wednesday night. We've waited for the dust to settle on the AJ Usyk fight. We've waited for emotions to be calmed down so we can do an honest pod. And if uh, for those who listened to the pod last week when I had Shane Watson from SGM on, you know, I said, I think Usyk's going to give AJ a tough fight. AJ's going to struggle in the first couple of rounds, getting his distance. He'll get into the fight. And he'll win on points just because he's AJ. So pretty much what I was saying was Usyk's going to win, but the judges are going to rob him. But in reality, what I was saying behind closed doors, my exact words was Usyk is going to make AJ fuck himself. Then I. And what did did you say, Rob? Yeah. um, So for me... You uh, see, come up to heavyweight. He didn't really, you know, his previous fights to heavyweight. He's not done enough for me. And looking at them past two fights, I did not think he would beat Joshua because a lot of cruiserweights don't come up and win heavyweight titles. David Hayes done it. Evander Holyfield's done it. You um, six now, obviously, the third heavyweight to do it. Um, and for me, Joshua, he's been exposed as not being a very talented heavyweight boxer. That may sound very critical and very over the top, but you, you, you don't get... I don't see a Usyk beating a Joseph Parker, a Tyson Fury, um, as you said a minute ago, Luke, off-camera, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. I don't see Usyk winning them fights, personally. Yeah, see, so I, I'm in a different camp to you. I, I personally think Alexander Usyk is absolutely fucking mustard. But that is because of what he can do without doing anything at all. The, the, the way he puts people under pressure, that, that head movement, he's pouring and moving his lead hand the whole time in that southpaw position whilst getting his foot on the outside. He, and he's making people work and work and work and panic. And he's, he's burning very little energy. He's so, so intelligent. Yeah, yeah. You're completely right, actually, Luke. Um, but... If, pre- if you're an 18 yeah. stone career long gold medalist heavyweight, you should be knocking him out. Exactly. But I I knew Usyk would make AJ blow a gasket, and the reason is one, because of how intelligent Usyk is, and two, there's no beating around the bush. Like, you know, we don't hate AJ here in this podcast. Like, fucking hell, we've we've put enough money in that guy's pocket going to his fights. Trust me. 100%, yeah. And um, AJ's gun show. That, that loss to Andy Ruiz Jr., I don't give a shit what anyone says, that loss has left some serious, serious mental damage on Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I'm a, and you know, I mean, for me, even if he... They're going to have this rematch right, aren't they? It looks like it's going to happen. And what, for me, what does AJ do differently? For me, personally, I'll get rid of Rob McCracken. No disrespect to Rob McCracken, but he done great with Froch. He done brilliant with Froch. And for me, that's you, you get these trainers like Peter Fury, for example, would have only ever done well with Tyson Fury. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. And um, you know, I, I'd I'll probably change from McCracken. Um, but 
if AJ walked forward in that fight and tried to knock him out, AJ would have been, he would have been caught. And we've seen him get caught plenty of times. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't see how he wins that fight. And especially, I can't see how he even has a chance with Tyson Fury if he steps in with him, which is not going to happen now. No. So hopefully it does one day. See, I, I look at it as I think McCracken needs to tell AJ, you need to get all these cheerleaders out of your corner and you work with me and you work with me properly or we're done. I think it's everywhere else. I mean, that's already... I mean, the chance to do that has already happened. Do you know what I mean? A couple of, when he lost the Ruiz the first time, you know, that's... But that's when he brought the cheerleaders in. Oh, he's always had cheerleaders, come on. He's, um, a golden, he's a golden boy. He's a golden goose of UK boxing. Yeah, of course he is. You know, and... I think... I think he needs to go to the Cronk gym. I find it quite difficult to watch him do this whole humble, humble, humble act. Then the week before a fight every time, talk crap the minute he loses, I'm a humble again. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. Um, and I just think, realistically, I thought he just got exposed. He got completely and utterly exposed yeah, Saturday he, night. He, he, went in, no he, went in, he went in extremely cocky. He went in thinking the Fury fight was going to be on the cards, or he don't want to fight me. He don't. They don't want it, and I'll go out and I'll beat you, so can I prove that I'm the best everyone in the world? And and now it's well, he's lost to Andy Ruiz, and he's lost to Usyk, two two very small boxers for the heavyweight height wise for the heavyweight division, right? Um, it, it's yeah. not a good. Look. It's not good <laughs> Ruiz look. wasn't small. Ruiz is not. Yeah, Ruiz is not. Yeah, Ruiz is a big lump, but um, but you know um. Oh, for me, that was he got he got found out. And this is going to sound very harsh, but he got found out for being a power merchant with not a very good jab. That's yeah. honestly my that's that's my assumption of, and, and this was always going to happen at some point. He was going to get outboxed by a boxer at some point in was. his career, See, and he's never left the UK for fights. You know, and Usyk's travelled the world. He's travelled the world and boxed people. AJ went to America out of his comfort zone. He got knocked out badly. You know, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it, he's, for me, he's not, he's never, he, he never has been, never is, will be as great as people have made him out to be. You can have whatever belt you want, but you got to, you got to fight reigning champions to get them belts, in my eyes. Yeah, see, I'm with you on that. Obviously, we was at his fight when he fought Charles Martin. Um, and even though we was there, we all said, Charles Martin's a paper champion. We're just going there because yeah. it was the first time in our lifetime we could go and watch a heavyweight world title fight in the UK as adults. So, you know, when David Hay was fighting um, for the heavyweight world title, we was what, like 16, 17? We were yeah, young, weren't we? Like, to yeah. Russia to watch that. Yeah. And when he was um, fighting Audley Harrison, I was like, 19 apprentice earning pittance a week i couldn't afford then so you know for us it was it was what it was it was a mickey mouse world title fight but it was the first one we'd been to for heavyweight world title but then he fought klitschko and the wba was on the line it's like well hold on klitschko's coming off of a two-gear layoff he's coming off of a loss you can't just throw that title on there just so you get your sanction fees because it's at Wembley. Then he fought Joseph Parker and the ref basically 
made that the worst fight I've ever watched. And about who Joseph Parker had won off Andy Ruiz Jr., who, well, it was vacant, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah, but um, everyone knows Andy Ruiz, uh, Andy Ruiz won, won that fight. Who then went on to beat Joshua, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. So, I, so uh, my thing is, is I knew Usyk was going to beat him because I, unlike you, I think Usyk is absolutely mustard. I think, well, I think he, Usyk's great. I just didn't expect that heavyweight from him. That's all it is from see, me. I, I did. And I, I said this. Um, no, you're right. You, you, you called, you, you, you've called it for the since the fight was announced. You've called this. Um, I, I said it in the Hackers, WhatsApp group earlier on in the week. I rewatched his two fights at heavyweight, and that motherfucker was not out of third gear. He showed you just enough to win them rounds against Chisora, just enough to win the rounds. So, yeah, he won the fight by quite a few rounds, but he only just won them. They were tight rounds to make him look like an easy touch. And Usyk changed his game plan three, four times in that fight against AJ. And yeah, he, he outboxed him on the outside at times. He outboxed him on the inside. He roughed him up. He pushed him back. He clinched, he held, and he did the shit that AJ should have been doing to him. Do you know, honestly, for me as well, Luke, like right at the end of the 12th round when he nearly knocked us out. I mean, that, and that just showed like he still had the gas tank. He could have gone another three, four rounds if he wanted to. He could have done. And that is where he's so intelligent. Yeah. He, he knew he'd won the fight. He knew that AJ was going to be thinking to himself, I'll get him in the rematch, I'll knock him out, blah, 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 blah. So he knew. There's three minutes left to go. I need to get inside his head to let him know if he wants an all-out uh, war with me, he wants to turn this into a dogfight, I can hurt him. And that's he a, did yeah. hurt him. That's, a, that's very interesting, actually, to hear that. Obviously, you boxed me and Scott, the other guys on the podcast a lot. You know, um, we haven't fought in a ring, but that's an interest, very interesting perception of it from yourself, actually. Um, but, yeah, um, I think you, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, he's, he's so intelligent. Yeah, intelligent. Yeah. But I mean, but for me, Joshua's been exposed there. Of course, he has. Because... I really think he has. And I mean, I, I cannot, and I've said this, I, you know, this world of Fury Fox is going to be huge again. And whoever wins that, whoever loses that, they're still going to have big fights that people look back on. I don't think I could name you a Joshua fight apart from the two he's lost in and the win against Kitschka, where he was fighting a bloke who's been out of the ring for two years I couldn't name you a big and maybe that's me and who you know what, what box I'm into but I, I couldn't name you a big I've gone wow the world is watching this because the world the world was watching Saturday when it got to the 10th round the world was switching on because oh my god he's getting beat and <laughs> beaten up quite badly but were the yeah. world switching on round one probably not no because you know I imagine Outside of the Ukraine and the UK, it probably wasn't a massive fight. You know, a lot of people that watch boxing in the UK, let's face it, the only fight they're going to watch on away soil is if Tyson Fury's fighting on it, Anthony Josh is fighting on it, and maybe a big, a a big star like Canelo, for example. Yeah, yeah like and then they make on them, yeah. Fighting. You might get people watching the Canelo fights and stuff, but if people in the UK are like, yes, boxing is booming in this country and it's absolutely brilliant at the moment because you've got Sky back in action, which I think 
is great for boxing. You've got BT, you've got DAZN. So you've got Mick Hennessy on Channel 5 again. Is he back out and realise that? Yeah, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Good for him. But that that stuff ain't selling across the world like they want you to believe. Because who's going to be sat in Azerbaijan eating their breakfast with their Weetabix watching Anthony Joshua Usyk? They're not. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, this is where we talk about legacy. I know, like, for me, legacy means a lot in boxing. You know, you look at Muhammad Ali, he lost a lot of fights, but he's got that legacy. Evander Holyfield has got that. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, for me, didn't... I think he only beat one top contender. If you actually look at his career. Yeah, yeah. But he's got this legacy of the hardest puncher on the planet. You know, and you know, let's get realistic. He didn't really actually beat a lot of decent people. Um, and I just don't think Joshua's going to go... He, he needs to... He needs to do something. In whether he takes a Usyk fight, something needs to change there big time because two big fights with the which could have been two heavyweight showdowns, Wilder Fury against Joshua, have both somehow not happened. No, so uh, and and you know and people can speculate all they want, but they're the big fights that people want to see Joshua in, and we can all speculate why they haven't happened. But in ten years' time, people will look back and go. Well, Wilder and Fury fought each other three times. Joshua didn't fight either of them. And that's going to affect his legacy. Yeah, of course and that, it that is like, just a fact. You know, People are going to be listening to this thinking that, you know, we hate Anthony Joshua or something. It's far from the truth. You know, the, Which the is reason pure why we're speaking like this yeah. is because we want him to go down in the history books. He, yeah, he was the first ever heavyweight to win a gold medal and become a world champion from our country. He was only the second ever gold medalist in any weight category from the UK to go on and become a world champion. Yeah. It's, it's weird to be honest, Luke, though, because I, I mean, I get a lot of guys who, because I'm, I'm 30 this month, you know, I get a lot of guys who are in their early 20s who look at AJ and think, oh, he's great. But when we were younger, you know, Fury was that, he wasn't obviously the Olympian, but he was up and coming. He was fighting your John McDermott, and he was fighting your Derek Chisora's, and the big fight would have been him and David Price, right? And yeah, for mine and yours generation, right? You know, when Fury won that bet, those belts against Kitschka, we were going, you know, in the fight, everyone was going, he's not going to do it, he's rubbish. And me and you, I, I remember, we said, you're right. He's going to do it. He's going to, he's a fucking great boxer. And he went and done it. And that will sit in my mind than any other Joshua fight or any other Fury Wilder fight. Of course it will be. Because it was just unbelievable to watch. And it was part of our generation. And I get why people who were, let's say, in their early 20s, they're obviously not going to remember that, are they? No, they're not. You know, and I can appreciate that. But you you go back to, you know, how they're going to go down in history and stuff. And, you know, I think if Anthony Joshua wants to go down in the history books, he, he needs to treat this rematch, and it sounds stupid, right? Obviously, I'm not a professional boxing coach, right? He needs to treat this like a three-round fight, and that is not a joke. He needs to put some weight back on, and he's lifting weights, and he needs to find that killer instinct. And he needs to go out there, and he needs to, for nine minutes, just non-stop combination punching, lean on him, grab him, throw him, Throw in the fucking headbutt, a low blow, a dirty elbow if you have to. It's boxing, it ain't tiddlywinks. It's a fight at the end of the day. Look at Otto Wallen. When he had Tyson Fury cut, he was shoving his head in it. He was 
Oh, Wally, yeah. Trying to make it worse. Do you, do, yeah, I'll, I'll just quote that, actually, because I, um, I, I spoke to you guys, didn't I, when the fight was going on, and I was saying how much about well, Auckland Wallen for he's going to... Has he got a fight coming up, has he? Yeah, he's fighting um, Dylan, isn't he? He's fighting Dylan, isn't he? You know, and I was saying to you guys the other day, like, when he cut Fury and he was going down, and, uh, all right, it's not to the boxing rules, but he will do anything to fucking win a fight, and I love that. Yeah, same. I absolutely I love that. And um, and that's the thing, you know, with AJ, you know, he... I can't see how he wins this fight, as you say, puts on a bit of weight, goes in, but... I, 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 I don't know how he wins. No, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how he's gonna how he's gonna win that fight doing that because in my eyes he's had big weight before and he's been caught and he's looked all over the place and I, I personally think that will happen again. And going back to that last round where you was really, as you said a minute ago, laying it on him and and basically saying if you want to fucking go toe to toe, I'll go to toe to toe. Yeah, but Usyk was smart enough to wait till AJ was blowing yeah. out of his ass to do that. Yeah, if AJ goes in there and just literally sticks it on him, he didn't throw a single combination. The guy's gun shy. He's lost. He's lost that invincibility factor since Andy Ruiz knocked him out, right? And I know it happened to Lennox Lewis as well, but nowhere near as bad with Lennox. Yeah, AJ was trying to outbox a master boxer. Usyk's the thing, yeah, you got to look at Lennox Lewis. You know, look who Lennox Lewis came back and fought, and look who he beat. And you know, Lennox Lewis fucking earned that status. Yeah, for me, he's still the greatest ever British boxer. I think Fury could eclipse that, but for yeah. me, Lennox Lewis is at heavyweight. Sorry, at heavyweight. Um, you know, um, but I mean, I. I genuinely think Joshua just got found out for somebody who can't box. Yeah, see, I... a bit like Wilder. Yeah, I mean, if my 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 ideal fight here would be Fury beats um, Wilder, Wilder and Joshua fight each other because that's a cracker. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking great fight. Still sell out Wembley Stadium. And yeah, no belt, no belts involved. That's the fight everyone would see. And in my eyes, why wasn't it made a few years ago? Again, Matchroom couldn't do the deal again. <laughs> you know, um... Well, I'll t- I tell you why it wasn't done. Because they knew Wilder would knock him spark out. No, Wilder is... Wilder cannot box for fucking shit. But if he lands that on AJ, AJ's gone. Exactly. Look at... Oh. Look at Tyson Fury. Like, I, I regard Tyson Fury as... F- f- ten times better boxing skill than Anthony Joshua. Oh, easily. Sound, sounds harsh, but the guy is... The guy is a master boxer, you know, yeah. and he got caught by it. And if that was any other referee, that fight would have been stopped that first fight. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, even, even the second fight, the second fight, um, Fury got caught in the second round by it and just got away from it. And that was yeah. boxing ability. Yeah, and Joshua, Joshua hasn't got that footwork, that head movement to get away from that shot. For me, he hasn't got that. No. And he hasn't got the chin to take it. And no. that's the big thing here. But I just think... Whereas Wilder does have a chin. Yeah. Let's give it a Wilder. Wilder's got a good chin. Wilder does have quite a good he's chin. Been here, he's been here, he's been here, and he stayed in there. And even the Fury fought, he was getting his head caved in. And yeah, he and he still, he still had he the stayed heart. In there. stayed in there. He kicked Stayed in there, yeah. Rightly or wrongly, he sacked Mark Breeland for throwing the towel. And personally, I think it was a bit out of order sacking him. It was very him. out of order. But um, yeah, it, it shows you... 
you know, regards of all the shit he came out with after the fight. Oh, he put the gypsy curse on me. He had loaded gloves. My suit was too heavy. Yeah, like all that's a load of bullshit. And everyone thinks he's a twat for coming out and saying that. But you just look at whilst the fight lasted, not the excuses he came out of afterwards. Deontay Wilder would have died in that ring that night. Yeah, I don't know I, anyone. Yeah, and I, I do look at some of his past fights. You know, like they, you know, Dominic Brazil, for example, Joshua Dominic Brazil took a few hours to get him out of there. Wilder fucking blitzed him. Yeah, completely fucking blitzed him within what fifty seconds or something. Was it something ridiculous? Yeah, and it was, you know, I mean, he was in there to take a man out that night. Um, and I, I, I just think I think that would be a great fight. Um, it would be two people who can't box who have big right hands, and it'd be fucking entertaining. I, I will admit, I, I do think Anthony Joshua's boxing has better, got better. It's better than Wilder's. Definitely. Yeah, it well, 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 this, well, this will be interesting actually because Wilder's now training with um, what's his name? Malik Scott. Malik Scott. That could be interesting. I mean, he'll never get. Unfortunately for me, he's fighting a bloke who will just outbox him either way. But it'd be interesting to see him going to another fight after that and see how he does box against someone with, let's say, lesser boxer ability, a fury. If that makes sense. Yeah. So let, see let, let's just say then. So. Let's say Anthony Joshua does the unthinkable and he beats Usyk, right? Yeah. It's not the unthinkable, but yeah. Then we finally all get the fight we want to see, undisputed between AJ and Fury. I would like to see Wilder take on Andy Ruiz. I'd like to see him take on Usyk. Regardless of if he even loses... um, or wins. I want to see him in these fights. It's here for me, Luke. The only person I see Wilder losing to is Fury. I can't see Joshua him. I can't see Ruiz beating him. And I can't see Usyk beating him. I really can't. I know you disagree with me with Usyk, don't you? But... I, I, no, I, I think Usyk would be clever enough to not get hit by that right hand. Yeah. If he does get hit by that right hand, we don't know what kind of chin is. I just always go back to the all two fine. People bring up age, but you know, age is nothing if you're good enough. Yeah, if you're good enough, you're good enough, right? And he fought Ortiz, and Ortiz was battering him. Yeah, he was every second of every round. a fucking post, and he landed it. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, I mean, Wilder's a lot, and I'm not a huge Wilder fan. Wilder's lost, but. Anyone listening to this podcast, do not underestimate that man's power when he lands a punch. No. Because it will knock out 99.9% of heavyweights. All right, so before before we move on to Fury Wilder, because we'll chat about that quickly, what do you think AJ needs to do then? Because people want to hear our thoughts on this. So, I don't, uh, Do you think? know what? I, don't, I mean, they're going to do the rematch, aren't they? They're, they're going to do that. That's going to happen. What, what do you think tonight. he needs to change? Do you think he needs to bring in like a, a sports psychologist, change his trainer? No, I don't, because the bloke's obviously got the confidence. I, 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 he just needs better boxing ability, really. I mean, and boxers do this a lot. They get rid of trainers, they chop and change. Frampton's done it. You know, the greats have done it. Nassim Hamid done it. You know, um, maybe he just needs a freshen up of his camp. So... Yeah, maybe for, nothing against Ron McCracken here, but mate, you know, they've been together for quite a while, haven't they? Mm. Tyson Fury done it for the second world fight, didn't he? 
got rid of um, got rid of Ben Davis and went to Cronk Gym, and he just went for Wilder. Maybe maybe Joshua needs to make a change. Maybe not go to Cronk, but maybe go to someone UK base, etc. You know, th- th- there are going to be other gyms out there, but I know, yeah, I, I don't think the way he came back when he lost to Ruiz. And he came out, and the way he won that fight for me wasn't a statement. No, it wasn't a statement at all. It was, and it was kind of a jab, not jab and run, because I think that's very rude to say to any boxer. But um, do, do you know what I mean? Do you know where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah, he I didn't want that, to engage. Um, it was quite evident. Yeah. See, I I personally think right, he needs a sports psychologist working with him seven days a week. He what, needs... what, 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 what do you think that? Just for viewers. So, uh, unlike you, um, I have a slightly different opinion of why he lost that fight. And I don't think it's down to lack of boxing ability because you could... You could be anyone in the heavyweight division, and I'm including Tyson Fury. None of them are going to be able to match Usyk for boxing ability and ring craft, right? I think I beat him. Yeah, and I, but I do think they would beat him. Um, well, I think Tyson Fury beats him because they have got the confidence within themselves to engage, and they would fight dirty. Like you know, he needs he needs to have that confidence to go right. I am going to engage. I'm going to hit you, and if I have to fall on you and hold you and lean, I will. If I need to fight dirty on the inside, I will. But if you don't have that confidence to engage and you're sat behind some shitty pouring jab doing sod all, getting outworked constantly because you know no other way to put it, to me it looked like he was scared or he lacked confidence in his own ability, which then held him back. So he needs a sports psychologist to work with him and he needs to go to the arse end of Mexico or something or go to the Fifth Street gym and he needs to get in some sparring with killers that no one's heard of he needs just, to have people want to take his fucking head off inspiring to get his confidence back I just about to say Luke I mean I've always had it in the back of my mind that he should really go again to America because they went the first time yeah and it went wrong and it went it just blew up in smoke it, it really went badly wrong it, maybe it was not a fight but I personally think he's a good boxer but you know Ariana gave him a good fight but you know I, I think the worst thing and this is, I don't know, this is my, maybe this was Eddie Hearn at the time, but he took the fight to Saudi Arabia. You know, when AJ just hasn't got, he hasn't got a fan base in America. And it, it's a mecca boxing, right? It is. No, nobody can argue that. And, 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 mate, and, I don't know, I think you might write psychologically, is that sat in the back of his mind? You know, he's big in the UK, but, you know, you go out to America and Fury's. 10 times we're getting wilders 10 times we're getting and they're not even big in America really when you come to no they're not but you think that that seems to be what's important to him isn't it like you know when when you see him running out to the ring it's like yeah people love me fucking he high-fived literally everyone he could he kissed a woman on the cheek on the way in ran there waving and shit mate this isn't a political rally you're not there for votes. Yeah, you're right, you're fight. right, you're right. But, you know, at the same time, you know, maybe, I don't know, I, I think if he went to America, took a couple of tune-up fights, it boosts his... Mar- but then can you do that when you... Maybe that's what they should have done when they first went out, which was the plan with Jerome Mirror, weren't it? 
Yeah, I, I well, and that went wrong, but the longer he waits to take the rematch, the worse. I, I, I mean, he's 31 years old, man. He's not getting no, it's any not, younger. No, not because of the age. Not to the age, right? The longer, obviously, Usyk has got a bit bigger every fight, right? And he's got a bit more comfortable at the weight every time, so it appears. Don't allow him any more time to get any more comfortable. I, I don't think he beats him in the rematch. I, I don't know. where. where I, don't, the... I don't think AJ beats him in the rematch unless he... So, 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 and, and, and that's all very well said. You don't think he does beat him in the rematch. I don't think he does. Obviously, where does he go from there? So let's say he takes the rematch and he loses the rematch. Where does AJ go from there? Wilder. What if Wilder beats Fury? Well... Where, where does he get, go? Then because they get AJ Fury and it'll be about as... Yeah. Important as Calm Brook would be if it was made today. <laughs> I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Luke. But yeah, I, I honestly just think it needs to get, obviously, you know, I'm repeating myself now, but I'm sports psychiatrist, psychiatrist, seven days a week, some tough sparring with some killers. That's it. it yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think he's, you know, I don't think. He's got four, how many belts he got? Four, five, something, two, uh, for me, he's won one of them legit. And to have all that, con- you might be right actually in saying that because he's got all that around him. You're the unified heavyweight world champion. You've got all these belts. And let's be honest, he's only won one properly, yeah. really, isn't he? Um, no offense, but I'm just talking stats here and, you know, who he's fought, how he's won the belts. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 he's he's got to win the rematch for me. He's got to win the rematch. He has to. He has and, to. I, and I don't, I, I don't think he will. And anyone listening to this can shove egg in my face when I'm wrong if he does win it. I'm open to yeah. that. <laughs> you know? uh, if... So the only thing I can think of is put a bit more weight on, go in there, use a bit of dirty boxing, elbows, can headbutts if you have to. You know, some dirty. I think he does that. I don't think he'll do that. But he won't do it because you know he doesn't want to. It doesn't want to ruin his image in the media, I'd imagine. But sometimes shit's got to be done, and that brings me on to the Fury Wilder trilogy. I'm scared Fury's going to lose it. I'm just putting out there. I'm scared Wilder's going to knock him out clean. I don't. No, I think Wilder is a one-trick pony. Hence why I'd love to see the Wilder AJ Fox is two one-trick ponies going at each other. But no, I'm, again, as I was, I was very confident for the rematch, and I'm very confident now. See, no I... Fury would do it again. I, oh, I really am. Um, for the rematch. Um, more confident than what I am now, but... I don't know, I just think that everything that's happened with Fury, you know, his, his daughter being born prematurely, being in intensive care not being able to commit to training camp for as long as he should have been. Yeah, no, no, very valid points. And that, that's the only thing. It's not... Yeah. Yeah, I just think, how sharp is he going to be? Because you need you need to be sharp when you're fighting Wilder so he doesn't land that big right hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, do it. if I'm being honest about it, I think, I think we'll find out the week that they have the press conferences. Will fucking know who's going to win. Yeah, you'll, you'll know as soon as they have to. The you know, the way, the way they were talking to each other before, and it was like, there's only one winner fucking here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, on, on, on paper, they should be. And I hope, 
I hope Fury can pull it off again. I just don't even see the point in this fight. Well, now it's interesting. Now that Joshua's lost, it's actually very interesting. Fight. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I- I'm really looking forward to it, actually, because it is a proper... Well, it's too great for us, aren't we? I mean, I didn't think UC was a chance Joshua, but it turned out he was, so... And then we got this to follow it up. That's fantastic. Awesome fans. Yeah, it is. If they didn't charge £25, can we get into that as well? Because I think that's disgraceful from both sets of BT. Um, BT Sky, Frank Warren, Eddie Hearn should hang their heads in fucking shame for charging that money. Well, it's it's Sky that charged that money, um, not Eduardo. Um, and I'm not sticking up for okay. Eddie. But... Uh, I do not care because they were in the same promotion. You know, they all work together in this. Well, the, the public can't pay right? 25 quid for that. That's out of order. It was Sorry. 27 quid if you wanted it in HD. What a pain in the ass that was. <laughs> but um, they obviously Sky were milking it, weren't they? Because they knew that AJ is never going to fight on Sky again after he'd signed his lifelong well, deal the, with Eddie. That's so, completely fucked, is it? That, that's not come at a nice time, is it, for her? <laughs> No, it's but cash cow losing, it, isn't it? It's, it's the curse of the pre-fight contracts. It happened with Grosey before the Frotchery match. True, yeah, good point, yeah. Signed a de- deal with Sauerland before the rematch and then got sparked out at Wembley in front of 80,000 people, as Carl likes to remind everyone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, Sky taking the piss and, you know, will well, there's no other way to put it. Like, we are boxing fans, and I will be watching, you know, the, the boxer shows and the Wasserman shows on the Sky. But if they ever want me to hand over 25 quid to watch a Chris Eubank pay per view, they can kiss my ass. Oh, it's not happening, is it? It's just not happening. No, um, I'd, I'd rather watch Paint Ride and pay 25 quid to watch Eubank Jr. Right. Yeah, so I'd rather watch Paint Ride and watch uh, Eubank Jr. fight on pay-per-view. Not that I don't like Eubank Jr., it's just I don't think he's worth 25 quid, unfortunately. I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, the deals I have in place now, you know, I mean, we watch his own now. We pay, I think it's gone up £7.99 a month, so eight quid. Um, oh, two points. Oh, that's upsetting to me, right? But, <laughs> no, I'm joking, but... Um, you know, you get to watch Canelo Alvarez, who is probably the hardest paid boxer on the planet by a country mile at the moment, and it seems to work for him. So why can't it work for anyone else? Do you know what yeah, I, mean? I just think, you know, with um, all the pay-per-view stuff, I think it's 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 dead in the water, man. I know pe- people... That's what, always... that, that, that's what I hope. I really hope you're right there, because it's... Um, it's just, it's wrong, isn't it? And I mean, it is. People always pay for, for the big fights, and they always have done. 
but it seems to be the numbers are dropping and dropping well, and dropping. Yeah, I kind of thought like everyone would pay for the fights, but it was, you know, it was 15 quid, then it went up to 20. And then the first time I really noticed the difference is when it was Ruiz Joshua 2. And they, that was the first time they char- really charged twenty pound, twenty five pound, and everyone was like, oh, "I'm fucking paying for that," <laughs> you know. No, and I just think that, and it's honest, like you know, you can you can get away with that. I reckon you could get away with that with football because it's such a huge global sport. But UK boxing, you're pricing the sport out if you're charging. You're pricing the sport itself out if you're charging that much. Yeah, especially when you and think it's not like, good, and it's not good for the small wall bots. It's not good for it's just not good for the sport in general. No, but you people aren't interested. Like you you're paying out for Sky, and you, obviously Sky Sports is extra on top of Sky. Then you're going to be paying for BT Sports on top of your Sky package, and then eight quid a month for the zone. And then if you've got Fight Zone, you've got Fight Zone as well, which is another like seven eight quid a month. Uh, I don't think many people have it to be honest. And then you've got to pay for pay-per-view. It's like, well, how many hours have I got to work a week to cover a month's boxing? Yeah, and you've got to think as well, like, Sky itself isn't... I mean, I I don't have Sky. I refuse so because it's so expensive. I just won't pay for it. So even if you do pay for it, you've then got to pay an extra £20 on, £25 on top. What if I have, yeah. two, pay, if I have two pay-per-view buys a month, right? It's 50 well, quid. I, I think this is where things could get really interesting with uh, Sky and DAZN. Because obviously, let's face it, right? Adam Smith, the head of Sky Sports Boxing, he works for Eddie for a long time. And I imagine there's, there's probably a bit of... Bad blood there. Not what's that bad, but more bitter. Mm. right? And he knows that every time they're going to put on a big event, Eddie's going to put someone on DAZN. Because why wouldn't he? He wants to drive people to his platform. And let's face it, more people are going to be able to get access to the zone than Sky because it's cheaper. And if Sky put on a pay-per-view for, let's say, 20, 25 quid to watch Chris Eubank Jr. And Eddie puts on a fight card headlined by Dylan White with Katie Taylor, Connor Ben, um, you know, Shannon Courtney on there because... You know, he likes to throw a couple of female fighters on. So it's cheap world title fights, isn't it? Because women don't get paid the same as blokes. But that's another discussion. And then you he'd probably chuck on, you know, a couple of up-and-coming names like Campbell Hatton. And what are you going to pick? Eight, eight quid and you can watch two world title fights in the female division. You can watch Dylan White, who's never in a boring fight. And then a couple of decent undercard fights, or pay yeah. twenty five quid to watch someone else. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it kind of shows how much of a good job Eddie Hearn done for Sky, really, because um, yeah. me and Scott went to. Do you remember Tony Belly v Nathan Cleverly too? Yeah, that was awful. But we went to that, and that, like that was hyped up to be like at the time a battle of Britain, and there was nothing in it. There wasn't a title on the line. There wasn't a world title on the line, for example, which. The promotion it had, you would think it would have. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it was just a fucking fantastic promotion by Match Yeah, Match Sorry, and um, Which I, I think that I mean, Scott, rival... me and Scott bought into it, went to it. And it was just like, the, yeah, it was awful. It was a fun yeah. weekend, but it was an awful fight. But um, but I, I think this this potential rivalry between Sky and the Zone could be brilliant. I think it could kill off the pay per view platform. What What's good? What What is good is 
the front row sign and they're signing young fighters and they're paying them a little bit of money for it. Yeah. Now, they're not they're paying them the money amount of ends, their ends meet the textiles, etc., which which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, so it sounds like I'm slagging off Sky and I think they're shit and they've signed shit fighters. It's not that at all. What I'm saying is, is I think that the fact that there's a bit more depth in UK broadcasters for boxing now is going to be great for the sport because you've got brilliant fighters like Lionel Shidofia and Brad Pauls and Nathan Gorman's gone with them and, you know, a plethora of other fighters that probably never even got the attention they deserved beforehand. And they're now going to be fighting on Sky. And if Eddie Hearn is going to try to compete with them, like I think he will, because his ego will make him do it, you're going to get a choice now. You can either watch Sky, you can watch the zone. If you've already got Sky, you're not going to pay the extra money for the zone and you're going to watch that boxing. And it's going to stop Sky putting pay-per-view cards on because they know that they've got competition at eight night, oh, well, seven ninety nine a month. So I, I, I think that's going to be great for boxing. And only, thing, only thing I'm worried about is um, will the zone stop putting pay per view on, and will they? That's the only thing I'm worried about. Well, if they put pay per view to on, me, you know, to me, to me, that's a bit of a big jump, one ninety nine to eight ninety nine. That's a big jump over a day. Yeah, it was never going to stay that cheap. No, it was never. It was, no, it was never. Say, it was never going to stay that cheap. And we all know that, but. You know, all right, Sky will go, but it will be replaced by something, which will most likely be the zone. Yeah, so and the let's, zone hope, or... let's hope Eddie, Eddie Hearn is loves a cash cow. Let's let's hope he he really does stick by his word and he does make it cheaper for the fans. Let's hope he does that because he always said that about a ticket touting years ago, and he's done nothing about that. Well, I just. I don't so let's, think, let's try and see. Let's try and see. But I don't think he can do anything about it. No, but, no, he, yeah, but he, 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 could, he could put pressure on. He's big enough, isn't he? He's big enough name to put the pressure on. But, um, you know, yeah, let's try and see. Yeah, the zone's great at the moment. It's brilliant at the moment. Let's try and see, though. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I think this um, Sky Wasserman and Boxer link-up is absolutely brilliant as well. Like, we've said it on other podcasts before. Yeah. And... I think the the competition between broadcasters is only going to benefit the fans. That's what I'm trying to say, basically. Well, yeah, no, you're right. I know the moment, Luke, it really is benefiting the fans, isn't it? Yeah, because, um, you know, Linus is back in the ring uh, yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, um, I was with Linus on Saturday watching Josh Gooden fight. Um, Shout out to Josh Gooden. Won his fight. Gooden. Gooden, sorry. Gooden. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I was with Linus at that fight and was chatting to him about it and he's, you know, he's really excited and I think it's it's great for the, the small hall and above fighters, you know what I mean? Like Linus yeah. has fought on big shows before, so he's not a, a small hall fighter, but he's now got the opportunity to grow to a main event fighter. Just and back to you going to the event on Saturday, because I've, I've not been to a boxing event since... Pre-COVID, um, what was it like? Was it? Yeah, so it's, it's the second one I've been to post-COVID. I went to a Steve Goodwin show. Um, you know, Steve gave me a, a pass to get in, so I could go and like interview fighters and that. So that that was really good. Um, obviously, Josh's fight. We was there as sponsors. We had a lot of people come up to me and Scott recognised the 
the logo in the, yeah, that's good. the podcast. That was really cool. Um, as it goes, it was it was a really weird night of boxing, to be honest. Was that because of the card or the event or no? So um, it was one of them events where people come just to watch one fight. Yeah, been to a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, so there was this uh, one lad fighting on the card and as soon as his fight was done, a group of people left. As soon as um, another lad's fight was done, a group of people left. The biggest ticket seller in there by far was Josh, though. Really? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. No, he's from he's from Luton, isn't he? He's that yeah, road yeah. Road, isn't he? From Bedford. And I'll I'll give it to him. He boxed absolutely brilliantly. And you wouldn't have thought he'd had two years at the ring. And I've not been able to see I've seen loads of clips on various Instagram accounts, but I've not been able to get a clip of the full like thing of the full fight, which I need to get hold of. But um But yeah, he, he boxed really well. He um yeah, he's boxing a Mexican. Um, um, the Mexicans and I had a scrap, and this guy could not yeah. touch him. Nah, brilliant. Yeah, but, yeah. It, as a night of boxing goes, I thought it was a, actually a really, really good night. Well put together uh, promotion. You know, a small hall events go. We all know it attracts you know friends and family to go watch um, fights, but it was it was really good. And to be honest. I actually really liked, you know, the sat down at a table, weighted service. That was really good. No, it's nice, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've never run out of a boxing event, but yeah, it, I can imagine it's fantastic. Um, but the main point is boxing's back. Yeah, because if, back, you can go well, and watch your local boxers, go and do it. You as know far I mean? as I'm concerned, boxing wasn't back until the small hall was back. Because, yeah. That's well, what the bread and butter of boxing is in this country. What What was your call like? Um, quite funny actually. I was up in Scotland last week, and I met a family friend's um, brother-in-law when I was up there, and his daughter's moved to Bethnal Green. And I went, oh, well, you know, I'll go and watch boxing there. And he went straight away. I told her that it's the home of boxing in the UK. And yeah, so York Hall's a huge name, isn't it? In boxing, it is. So that that was um, another weird night of boxing. So I was sat next to Denzel Bentley and Xavier Miller. That was madness. What, 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 was, the, what was the event like, um, in general? Uh, it was bizarre, because we had to be out of there by half nine. So it was literally as soon as one fight was over, the fighters were getting out of the ring and they're announcing the next two coming in. It was very, very quick turnaround. Yeah. And it was absolutely buzzing. To be fair, I mean, for, for, for the fan who's walked in and paid a couple of quid for a ticket, or less in this day and age, just say 15, 20 quid for a ticket. It was 40 quid. Or 40, let's say 40 quid, right? So they walked in, you know, if they're getting turnover fights that quickly, that is fantastic for the yeah, sport. Yeah, because you, you don't have for media, to... lot, for media, like yourself, is not as handy, right? Because you can't get your interviews and et cetera. But to have a turnaround like that is brilliant. Yeah, because you don't have a chance to get bored. Do you know what I mean? The amount of times we've sat there at other promotions and you're just like, fuck, you know, how long? 20 minutes has been no action. This is boring. Yeah, I mean, I went to um, 
I went to, and I went with Scott actually, and we went to watch Callum Smithy Rocky Fielding. And um, there was a, was it, a 45 minute gap between fights, followed by Ricky Burns. Yeah, and then Ryan fell asleep. Yeah, and <laughs> it was just not, you know, it was, if, if I, I think that was the first box event Ryan ever came to, and he's never come to one since. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You know. So I mean, I don't wait just you know, to watch Ricky Burns. Yeah, but yeah, the boxing's the boxing's got to be great, right? But the actual event itself has got to be fantastic as well. Yeah, so to, to keep their yeah. interest in it. Let's face it, Steve Goodwin's probably the biggest small hall promoter in the country, so yeah, he knows how to put a show on. Oh, he does. Yeah. There's not a bad seat in the house in York Hall, but there's there's nothing bad you can say about it, and you know the fact it was done by half nine. I actually quite liked it because no, that that was good actually. Um, because the amount of times I've been to Bethel Green, sorry, you're called Bethel Green, and you literally sprint in, you have to leave early. It's an event that finishes if you can get on. Let's not say early, well, early evening. I think that suits a lot of people. Yeah, and it had uh, Lewis and Courtney Frimpong's debut on there. That card, okay. and, yeah, you know. The first set of twins Goodwin's ever promoted. I'm not going to lie. You couldn't have asked for a better debut for both of them. Yeah. So, um, I can't remember who boxed first, Lewis or Courtney. I think it was Lewis. He's come out and he's won every second of every round. He, He got really comfortable in there, switch hitting, and it was Bulla Matador. It was hard to believe it was his first pro fight. And then his brother won by second round stoppage of a body shot. You know, I love a good body shot. And that was brilliant. You just think, well, that's two perfect debuts. And both looked like it was their sixth or seventh fight. On that note, um, actually, fight announced tonight... Well, they may be announced tonight. Terence Crawford v. Errol Spence. I thought it was Sean Porter. Sean, sorry, Sean Porter. Sorry, that's my mistake. Yeah, Sean Porter. No, yeah. When I saw that, <laughs> I did. I did think Rob's going to go. Oh, Sean Porter's five years past his best. Kel Brook beat him seven years ago. Nah, anyone, any anyone against Crawford, mate. No. <laughs> or are you actually going to give Crawford some credit? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, um, I, I think it's a bit, um, bit too far. I, I think this is a, um, for me, this is a typical Terence Crawford fight. So let's fight um, Sean Porter, who's um, a bit past it. Let, let, yeah, why well not Terence? Fight someone in the prime. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He's not on a he's not on a fight that's lit up pay per view, is he? Really? Do you think? No, he's. I mean, he 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 could be the star. Of, he could have been the star of boxing the last few years. Um, he he could have been. It's just not happened, is it? It's I just, just not. I happened. just don't think he sells tickets. I don't know what it is. I just don't think he sells tickets. I've never seen a fight announced. This is the first fight I've seen actually announced by him, and I've kind of thought, or oh, Kelbrook. Yeah, was it? Gives you thought Kelbrook and Amakan. 
And obviously, Australia went, yeah, okay, because they're UK fighters and you keep an interest in them. Yeah, but you knew as well. If you're you're anyone else, you're not fucking arsed about them. But, you know, and Sean Porter, this first time I'm like, oh, okay. But Sean Porter's fucking well out now. I mean, Crawford, I don't know. Is he coming to boxing at the wrong fucking time or era for him? But I'm just not I convinced. just think Bob Arum's the wrong promoter for him. I just don't think Bob Arum's behind him. That's all. I think, yeah. And he said before that, you know, Crawford doesn't sell tickets. So if he's not selling tickets, they can't pay for a decent opponent. But yeah, if he had a promoter behind him that pushed him, like, regardless of how much we slag off Eddie and on here. We're not he's a sl- fucking great promoter. He's a fantastic promoter. He, he would uh, he, he'd sell Santa and Arab. Oh, he would. He'd sell oh, Ice yeah. to an Eskimo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Eddie Earn could sell a window salesman double glazing. He's that yeah. good. And I just, just don't think Bob Arum puts anything into him no more. Just think, even Tyson Fury, you never see him out there promoting Fury. Fury's doing it all himself. Luckily, Tyson Fury's a gobshite, and he can do it. Yeah. Not everyone is. And I just think if Terence Crawford moved over to the zone USA, uh, Matchroom USA, I honestly think his profile would skyrocket because Eddie Earn would be singing his praises, shouting his name from the hills, and smashing social media, but for me, for me, he hasn't he hasn't got that big fight behind him for me yet. No, he hasn't. But I think that's and he, what and he needs that. He, he needs that. He needs that. I mean, that's a big thing. You look back at it, like the great Rocky Marciano. He never had that big fight behind. Him. That's why he's not putting that same level as, which for him was unfortunate because he wasn't around in the right era, let's say, with all the yeah. great heavyweights. But it, you know, and that, that's just it. Rocky Marciano did not have a big challenge, let's say. No, but I think... And he and he was the only ever undefeated heavyweight champion in the world. Yeah, I just <laughs> think I mean... if Crawford you know, had Eddie behind him, he would get that opportunity because... Do you think? Yeah, yeah because Eddie would be able That's to drum right. up the ticket sales to basically pay for a decent opponent. And let's be honest, um, Canelo effed off bloody... Delora went very, didn't he? Yeah, of course he did. Uh, well, what's Delahoya doing now? Dressing up in fishnets, probably. Probably. Um, just before we go, I was going to mention, even after everything that has happened this year in Boston, my thought of the year, and I know we're only in September, but it's got to be um, Josh Taylor for me. Well... If you're British and Josh Taylor is not your fighter of the year, stop listening to our podcast. I <laughs> know, oh, in general, just worldwide, Josh Taylor is yeah. unbelievable. Great fighter. Um, Who's his promoter? I bet it's Bob Arum, isn't it? It is in the States. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And uh, <clears throat> he's with Wasserman in the UK. Okay. Yeah. But Those, um... I don't. I don't think Josh Taylor had a UK promoter for quite a while. He, yeah. Because he was with the McGuigans and then they fell out, didn't they? So, Well, the McGuigans fell out of everyone, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Apart from Shane. Everyone seems to like Shane still. Yeah. Because he looks like a waxwork of Adam Tussauds, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you that. 
Is that your way of saying he's a well-groomed, handsome bastard? Right, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks for listening, guys. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we haven't rambled on too much. And, um, yeah, that's our review of AJ Usyk and what could happen to the heavyweight and boxing landscape. And uh, Sky being back in boxing is only going to be good for the fans. Very good take on it. See you later. Anything you want to add? No, nope, that's it. I'm all done. Right. Good luck to Lionel Shadofia this weekend, but you don't need it. He's going to go out there and he's going to smash it. We're looking forward to seeing them back in the ring. Cheers. <laughs>